Life is an adventure. Fun, occasionally difficult, eye-opening, and definitely full of tales. Tests, adventures, lessons, entertainment, and successes. Tales that connect us to others and our feelings. Welcome to Curzology, a podcast for connection. Ology because it's sort of a study. Curz because it's through my eyes. I'm Chris Kurzman husband, and multi-hyphenated storyteller here to share my special guests and our tales with you. Anything and everything is fair game. So let's connect. Curzology is in session. Hello, welcome. Um, no Danelle this time, but we're recording. We have our first phone in. This is going to be awesome. It's somebody... Um, very special, near and dear to my heart. I have known this guy for 27 years, if you can believe it, uh, since about the 1996 era. I'm not doing ages or anything here, but uh, really cool guy. Uh, heart of gold, very honest, very true. He's probably next to Danelle, the only person I can really be open and honest to, and probably the only other person that can call me on my crap and... Uh, all that sort of stuff. So it's always good to have a friend like that. And not only is he a friend, but he's a very talented actor, photographer, comedian, improv, and creative in just other things in life, which we're going to get into. So without further ado, I am going to welcome my best friend, Mr. Paul Levan. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. So uh, have you ever done a podcast before? I Yes, but it was a very technical one, so maybe not as fun. Oh, yeah. This is going to be, uh, <laughs> just to give you a, a heads up and, and remind everybody that watches this, this is very casual. Um, we're going to put out as much as we can. We don't want it to be four, six, or eight hours long, but um, we have, we'll do, we're going to do the tales. I want to remind everybody out there that Curzology is all about connection. Curzology is all about tales talking to people, having the guests so that we can have the tests that they've gone through, adventures, the lessons, something that entertains them, and successes, whatever their definition of success is. So we'll get to that uh, a little bit toward the end. However, um, so Paul, you are currently in, uh, well, let's give it, let's do a little bit, tell a little bit about yourself. You, you do, if you were to give you your intro that you didn't like what I just gave, what would you say? <laughs> uh jack of all trades maybe um i mean re realistically for those of you that don't know me i mean i i'm curious about everything i like to try as many different things as possible which is partially why i get accused of having too many hobbies so that that might have something to do with it okay. um, <laughs> um but basically you know i uh i'm a photographer but you know also do acting voiceover design i i work on bonsai trees so let's let's put it this way it's it's uh between all of that i'm usually pretty pretty uh, able to keep the stress levels pretty low nice and today's world that's a good thing well, yes. jack of all trades master of none so I like it. I like it. I, I, I've kind of adapted for myself. Uh, instead of the jack of all trades thing, I kind of do multi-hyphenated now. I feel like I'm a multi-hyphenated person, actor, husband, you know, craft beer drinker, everything. So, Well, I mean, it's like you, you can't really, you know, make it sound like, oh, this is what I do and box yourself as one specific thing. Because nowadays it's like people do so many different things, whether it's professionally or personally. So 
I usually just, at least for me, I sum it up and just say, I'm a creative. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> I like it. I like your journey. You, you, you haven't always lived there. You, it's not like you're, you're, you've been stationary. What, what, have, we, what have we been up to? No, we, uh, my wife and I, Jenny, uh, we, gosh, that was a, that's been a while now, but we decided to make the trip from, uh, Chicago to Miami. And I don't know if you've been, if you've ever been to Miami, um, if you know anything about Miami and for anyone that's listening that maybe is from Miami, my apologies, but, uh, yeah, we were there for seven years and we, we went down for, uh, for my wife's to finish uh, her undergrad and then uh, she wanted to do her her grad school there and you know surprisingly um you could have a whole podcast about the cost of college too because uh, illinois is, Definitely. is is not a good place for that um so that's why we did that and uh talk about uh an interesting life experience for myself i mean i could not have been any more out of like the fish out of water i mean yeah pretty pretty insane um if you ever want to know what it's like to be in a different country but still be here in the u.s that is the place to go um because okay. it's it's such a unique experience you know not not all bad there there was good stuff too yeah um, but yeah so we were down there for gosh i don't know a good seven years or so mm-hmm. which still blows my mind and then um we came back up to Chicago and then we were back here again. And yeah, so here we are. <laughs> well, and congrats to Jen for her accomplishments. And yeah, of uh, course. Florida Atlantic, if I remember correctly. Was... Uh, no, Florida International. Yeah. International. Florida yeah. International. So, so shout out to her and congrats to, she's a physical therapist. Occupational. Therapist. Occupational. I see I'm hitting all that. Yeah, I've known him for 27 years. No. Um, yeah, so, so congrats to her for all that. That is huge accomplishment accomplishments and she's doing very well and enjoying what she's doing so you know kudos to her for following a dream and and setting a goal and and achieving it um did you find differences uh not only just you know you said kind of felt like living out in a a different country if you wanted to kind of stay domestic but experience international but was something difficult or were there easier things down there were there more things that you enjoyed that you maybe couldn't in a chicago that's very diverse um it's being in chicago um you know you have you have so many people that are born here but their heritage is very important to them so you know um they have like uh for instance little village you know that's it's very strong on like mexican culture um and other hispanic cultures as well too you know you have like little uh little india you have little italy you know i mean you have like all these little like enclaves of of people that they live here and you know maybe they're kids that have been born here but their their culture is very important to them so what i would say kind of the difference is is that they kind of have integrated into you know u.s society here so you know you kind of have the like oh well we like mcdonald's but i also like this ethnic food you know and so it's so it's stuff like that whereas down in miami it's a little more concentrated okay where it's it's like yes we live in the u.s but you know we don't really necessarily care too much about that stuff our homeland is what's more important. So you, you okay. would have 
they're like there's not a lot of fast food places down there. I mean, there there are some, but it's mostly like little restaurants, little. I mean, you you have a lot of it is um, you get like a lot of uh, Cubans that live down there. You have a lot right. of people from like Venezuela as well too. So you get a lot of people that kind of flee. You know, they they left their country and you know they came there, so they brought everything with them. You and, find it more authentic than maybe a Chicago. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, not taken away from you know if you go no, into no. This is you know just, <laughs> it's just experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 just a different experience. I mean, I would say, you know, from being down there, you know, like we went to. Uh, so there's an area that's that's called uh, Hialeah. Okay. And, and so that city is is the place where literally when people get off the boat from cuba mm -hmm. that's that's where they go oh okay first and time. so but yeah it's it's kind of their their first stop a lot of times and so you have a lot of these families where you know they didn't like where they what they left obviously so that's why they're here but uh you would have like these little i don't even know what i want to call them like a cantina or a, like a I don't, I don't know, like a cafeteria sort of. And, and it's just, you know, and so it's like the, a lot of these people, you know, these, you know, older, like the, the abuelas, the, the grandmas, mm -hmm. you know, it's like they, they cook for their family. So that's what they did here. So you have like these kitchens and it's basically like, okay. if you, if you picture, like if you went to school and they had, you know, like in the, say the seventies, eighties, whatever, you know, and you'd have the, you think the, the, your stereotypical cafeteria with the lunch lady and everything. That's what it's like. And, huh. you know, it's not fancy or anything, but you just, you go and yeah. And that's, that's, as, that's the real deal. That's as authentic as you're going to get, you know, you have the, the people walking up and down the street selling different stuff, you know, they have their little carts or whatever. So it's <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you have your farmer's market or whatever, but right. chances are at the farmer's markets can be, very different than you know going to one here but right, so right it definitely opens up your eyes you know to a lot of things if you're you know if you haven't really left the the safety of your own home or you know if you live in a small town and that's all you know i would say you know get out there and and you know see what else there is because maybe you like it maybe you won't but you know what the more you can expose yourself to uh different cultures and different people and foods and everything it's the more open-minded you'll be to life in general yeah and the more and the more you learn and the more you can experience and find out maybe something you you like that you wouldn't have had any other way yeah yeah exactly which which kind of brings me to uh you've actually reached your you started or uh uh planted the seed to reach farther for yourself uh it's my understanding that um well you, you let's let's define here you are not cuban <laughs> as far as i know i am not but you are german and very much a majority of german so growing up where we did in in, in McHenry, illinois uh through high school and everything and visiting with paul i'm half german as well but i didn't learn anything from my family about the history and that's not a that's not a knock that's just th that how we work we weren't based in hey we have this food or whatever i actually learned so much from you from paul and his family about the pickle and the christmas tree and the different foods and all that sort of stuff where i didn't know i didn't know and so you being a majority 
German heritage know so much and you've actually taken a really interesting step in life. Do you want to explain kind of learning more about your heritage and what you've done? <laughs> sure. So, um, so as a photographer, um, and I love history and everything too, and I'm really into genealogy. And, uh, so part of that was so kind of sort of off track, but still, this is the long way of answering the question. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have a lot of old family photos. So the thing with old family photos is, and if you, you know, have some in your own house and, and everything, you know, chances are you don't have the negatives anymore. So they may be your great grandpa, your grandma or whatever. So that one photo, that's, that's it. That's, yeah. So if something happens to it, you have a house fire or whatever, it's gone. So my mom has a lot of old photos and everything. And so we thought, okay, well, gosh, if something happens to those, that's it. They don't have anything else. And, you know, between all the sisters and everything, you know, they, no one knows who has what, or so there are pictures that probably one sister hasn't seen, or maybe the other has, or who knows what. So as a Christmas gift, I took every single old picture we had for my dad's side of the family and I scanned them all in and I retouched them. I edited them, made them look like they were basically brand new again. And then I made a, a photo book. And so I gave that to them and they're like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> and so then the next year I did the same thing for my mom's side. Now my dad's side, you know, it's kind of interesting that I can actually follow back pretty far. We actually have this weird, crazy book that I can follow our family back from the late 1600s from wow. when my dad's side left France and, and went wherever they went right. uh, all the way up to when my grandpa was born. So I, that's a pretty crazy thing to have. So I can yeah. follow it all the way through that. Um, but when it comes to my mom's side, you know, just with World War II and everything, it's, you know, a lot harder to figure stuff out and where people are at or where they came from or finding records is that's a whole mixed bag of chaos. Yeah, it's a job in, in and of itself. Yeah, exactly. So, but I was kind of curious because um, I know one of the things that uh, a lot of people here in the U.S. do because they have different backgrounds, whether you're Irish or whatever the case is, you know, sometimes you have the ability to be able to get your citizenship. So say, for instance, if, uh, you know, every every country maybe has this different requirement. So mm -hmm. what it's it's called is uh, and I think it's called uh, what did I say it was. Oh, gosh. La, 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 la. Uh, and it's like in ancestry through birth or some something like that. Okay. I don't remember the exact wording of it, but um, basically you can. So say if you have, you know, German. German heritage, let's say, and you're curious, um, I wonder, can I get German citizenship by any chance? Um, so, again, every country, they kind of have their own requirements. Some let you do it, some don't, some you really don't need much to prove, some you need, basically, you need to hire like a team of lawyers to be able to, you know, <laughs> figure it out. So, um, so on mine, I was kind of curious about the German citizenship thing. And uh, so it's a citizen, citizenship through descent. That's what it's called. Okay. Um, and so basically the way it works is if you can prove and you can follow it through whatever ancestor. Uh, so 
I thought it would, I'd have to go back to like my great grandparents, but in my mm-hmm. case, it was actually just my grandma. So, oh, wow. so with that, all I had to do not was, as difficult. Well, yeah, it's not as difficult, but the thing is, and this is where it gets a little problematic for people is that, you know, in places like that, the consulates, the countries, whatever, whatever you want to call it, um, they require either originals or certified copies. So you can't just have, you know, an old photocopy of, you know, grandma's uh, birth certificate that won't work. So, and when you're not in the country and say, if you don't really speak the language, it also makes it even harder. So, um, so surprisingly, my mom actually had uh, certified copies of stuff. So from wow. my when she last time she went in the eighties, so okay. so I had everything that I needed. Did all the little paperwork, and the the most amazing thing is that it didn't cost me a dime. The wow. only thing the only thing that I had to pay for was surprise, surprise, the stuff here in the U.S. So like you have to do a it's basically like a hardcore background check through the FBI so that takes like a month or two and yeah. you have to get your fingerprints done and you they send that and they give you the results and then hmm. that's the thing that takes the longest usually so and so then you you technically then now are it's a dual citizenship right so uh yeah it, it would be so I sent all the stuff off probably about mm, last time I went to the consulate was I think like in maybe April, April okay. or May. So, and so basically it takes as much time as it takes. So I'm not yeah. sure exactly what happens next. I had everything. So I think they give you like a, a certificate of like certification. And then with that, then you can go and you can get your passport and stuff like that. So that's so cool. yeah, it's, it's that entertainment, hurry and wait, you know, send it in and see what happens. <laughs> right. Exactly. But that's, I mean, that's unique. That's something where you're kind of taking that, that extra step in learning more um, about your family and, and kind of, um, you know, Yes, it's one thing to look at pictures. Yes, it's one thing to have stories. Yes, it's another to go to be able to afford to travel and see places or see a house or even meet up with family members that may still be there. But it's another to kind of really, you, you seem to have taken a, a more invested step, which which I find very, very unique and very interesting because I didn't even know that was something out there. I mean, you hear of like dual citizenship all the time. But for me, I think my hearing that has always been like, Canada it's like well yeah it's right there you know right, yeah. or something like that where a UK for some reason is nowhere close I, I, I understand my geography but it just seems like a lot of people are you know English and or British and, and American you know so so that's unique that's awesome yeah now you want to use that so being a photographer and, and tying that in too is that something that you would hope to be able to go over there and, and do are you more of a I'm asking this for the purposes, obviously, because you're probably going to laugh since I've known you for so long. But are you more of a photographer that enjoys more of the landscape or more people? Or do you, what, what's, if you had a, a perfect so, day of filming or shooting? <laughs> so, so the part, the part of me that makes the money, which you can, obviously, you're, you're allowed to do what you like mm-hmm. and still make money from it. Right. Um, but a, a lot of that stuff is more the commercial side. So it's right. like, you know, products and in different stuff like that but for me personally it's just kind of going out and taking the camera with you and uh you know seeing where it takes you however 
the one thing that I will say is that for people that buy cameras and everything, or they have their phones and, and you know who you are and you, you go outside and you're like, let's go for a walk in the nature. Yeah, nature. But then you see these people and they just have their phones and they're just in their phones and they're taking so many pictures with their phone. And it's like, yes, it's, that's great. I'm glad that you have those pictures. You can share them on Instagram. You can share, you know, Facebook, whoever, you know, and that's, that's great. But you also have to be in the moment and be able to enjoy it yourself, you know, so right. I, I think there's that fine balance where if you're under a certain age, I feel like uh, a lot of people kind of forget that. Yeah, and that's true. And And you still also, like you said, you know, there's an aspect of you want to either monetize something or, or whatever, but you still have to enjoy it. I mean, especially as a photographer, you still have to find whatever it is in that subject that you're, you're shooting to, you know, that you find attractive or you find enjoy, you know, enjoyable. Cause otherwise it's just taking pictures and we can all push a button and take a picture, but being a photographer yeah, I mean is different. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've I've been out at some place, you know, really stupid, but I see something that I'm like, oh, that could be a kind of a cool picture. And then you'll be sitting there for like 20 minutes trying to take this fancy photo of some flower or something you saw and people are walking by like, what's wrong with this guy? Right. <laughs> so, right. so, I mean, I've been guilty of it, too, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, and that is, I mean, that and that's a key too. like, we have been on such a journey through the past, you know, 27 years of friendship, where we've done so many different things. We've done the whole busing tables and, and all that sort of thing as an actor, and then, you know, doing things in offices that we have to do and, and things like that. But I think it's still that creative spirit. It's still that something that there's nothing wrong with sitting in an office. There's nothing wrong with having those jobs. They're, they're very good if that's, if that's what you like. Um, but the creativeness, I think everybody has in them is just different. I can take pictures. I like to think that I can take something that's good. And for me, it's more nature. It's more things that are not, it's not really in my control, but it's not a subject where I have to worry too much about like lighting or setting things up. You know, I like to, here's some clouds, here's some trees. It is what it is. And the picture comes out based on whatever camera or phone or whatever I'm using, but you've got the technical skills of lighting and you've done, you know, food shoots, and 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 people and products and stuff is that difficult do you enjoy setting up and making sure there aren't shadows and things or do you like the post-production of things do you do a lot of editing to your photos i pretty much do everything so that kind of comes in with the whole you know having a million you know random jobs or right. whatnot i mean and and for those of you out there that feel like you have a really crappy job just remember even the worst jobs you always get something out of so if it's not exactly what you want it to be you know take what you can out of it i mean and for people you know maybe they they do work in an office all day long but as long as you have something that you enjoy that's what's important you know yeah sometimes um, you learn more of what not to do or not how not to be than what to do what you know from a job so exactly and and you know for me i mean i built you know stage sets or designed you know just all different things and so that kind of helps for at least for me for what i do so i feel like 
you know, you always, no matter what you want to do, you want to stack the deck in your favor. And, you know, the way that you do that is you pick up as many different skills that are somewhat related to it as possible. And even it's good to have random skills that have nothing to do about it, you know? So if you right. tell someone, I can burp on command, that has nothing to do with it, but it's a such a weird thing that... <laughs> you know so, getting them to remember that <laughs> right exactly so like on my acting resume i actually have that as one of the special skills can burp on command and i have and that's the other thing don't put down something you can't do i, I was gonna say i mean i mean so here <laughs> don't it is. do that that's bad so here's here's a test can he can he do it yes there we go it's wow, great. We've we've really lowered the bar. I don't know <laughs> if you had a bar, but I think we just really lowered it. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you got to you got to if you if you have it, flaunt it, right? That's what this uh, yeah, is. yeah. I'm sure this will be the highest rated episode ever. I know, right? We're going to start a whole separate whole separate school now. Yeah, I have flashbacks <laughs> of Billy Madison when that kid is sitting at the at the table burping the evening. And he's just like, "That is so gross." Yeah. That's <laughs> so cool. Exactly. But, um, so do you, you are currently, um, do you have uh, things lined up? Are you working Are there things that you're doing right now, photography wise, like your own business that you're starting that, you know, you kind of want to tell people about? Or so, I mean, I've pretty much had my own freelance business for, gosh, uh, 16 years. Gotcha. gotcha. So, um, but I mean, I've, I've worked normal jobs, so. Uh, right now, uh, as as the HR world likes to say, I am in transition. Ah, transition. A freelance entrepreneur. <laughs> so. Is there, so we can find you on Facebook? Is there a paulavan.com or something that's the best? Yeah, I have my own website. Uh, okay. It's just uh, paulavan.com. And that's Perfect. my portfolio stuff. And obviously on LinkedIn, come say hello. Yes, yes, yes. Drop a, drop a line. if you, I mean, and anything from... You have a wedding coming up. We're kind of out of the, the graduation season, but summer is here. So summer vacations, if you need a photographer, if you want that fall family picture or that <laughs> Christmas picture coming up, headshots, Chicago actors, hit him up. Uh, he knows what he's doing. Um, you know, so once once the world gets back to the way it needs to be, uh, as we all know, for those uh, that are in the industry and those that may not be, uh, productions have shut down right now uh, with a writer strike and with an actor strike. So uh, it's kind of a catch 22. It's kind of like a now's the time to like update headshots and do your thing. So when things come back, you're ready. But at the same time, a lot of people can't do things because they're union and they're not supposed to be working. So it's that fine line of like, I will go out and tell you currently, maybe someday with myself, Paul is not union. So you can hit him up. He can take your photograph. He can take your headshots. Um, so look them up, paulavan.com. That's L-E-V-A-N. Um, um, so I love that about you. And, and, and talk a little bit about like what, so bonsai is, is small trees. What, define it for me, because that's how I look at it. I go, they're so cute. But what, what are they? What, what, what do you that's, like about them? Yeah, I mean, that's basically what they are. So you're basically having a, a miniature version of something that you see in nature. So some... Some versions are a little more like literal, literal version of the, the literal definition of that. Uh, yeah. Other a little more artistic. So it just kind of depends on, you know, there's really no right or wrong. Um, 
you know, so there's some pretty amazing people out there that they just, they've been working on these things for 20, 30 years and your mind is blown and you're like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Or, <clears throat> you know, you, you talk to the guy that has, I have this pine tree and it's 400 years old and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> that's insane. But they, they just, they're so cool. Um, so you can, it's basically, you know, any, any shrub, any tree, I mean, anything, like some things work better than, than others because, you know, you, you, you want them to have smaller leaves. So if you have something that has these huge, massive leaves, it's probably not going to work. But, mm. um, and it's something that kind of, for you, is, is that kind of like your Zen, your meditation? Is it something that feels like an, an accomplishment, all of the above, like... Is it, is it like gardening in the sense of like, you know, you, for me, I mean, I find gardening fascinating because you can just put this little seed in the ground and then you'll have some food. Like I, I need, yeah. I need that like reward almost like, okay, I'm going to wait and then I'll have tomatoes and I'll have cucumbers or whatever. It's uh, it's, it's all of the above and other. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's like when you, for those of us that live in the Midwest, uh, what is the absolute worst time of the year? The second half of the year when it's cold and everything is dormant and it's mm -hmm. just, you don't, you, you don't get to go outside. So the nice thing about this sort of stuff is, you know, if you've ever lived somewhere where it's tropical, you know that stuff grows pretty much year round. So mm -hmm. what's kind of the, the run around, you know, what's kind of the, the way through for us in the Midwest is, you know, you find things that grow in tropical places and then that way, you have them inside and then you can, you can enjoy stuff year round. So when I was down in Miami, I had a lot of tropical little trees and, and things like that. So I still have some of them survived. Uh, and Good. you know, so they're, they're inside during the winter and they'll still grow. And obviously, you know, you have to know how to take care of stuff, you know, they, they need light. They need, now, do you know, do you know how many you have? <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, this last year was sort of the great die-off, unfortunately for uh, me. So yeah, so I actually lost a a bunch of stuff, which is really weird because it's like with anything, you could do the same thing ten times, and for whatever reason, it just will never come out the same each time. You know? Yeah, um, miracle of nature, right? So yeah, so it's kind of the same sort of thing where it's like, you know, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And you know, if you have a weird winter or, you know, who knows, it could be a million, million different things. You could do everything right. And then mother nature decides, yeah, no, that's not happening. So, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's, so I have, you know, some that are tropical. I have some that are just more from here and those stay outside. And, um, but right now, let's see, I'm looking out my window. I probably have one, two, three, four. I would say I probably have about between 15 to 20. Okay. Nice. Now, is it the joy of, of, uh, do you have a goal in mind? I guess like, you know, again, like I said, I plant a seed, I expect a tomato, you know, type of thing, uh, no matter what the seed, if it's a cucumber seed, I want a tomato. Um, but it's, you have like, Hey, I want this shape or this is what I'm going for. Or is it literally just, I'm going to sit outside or sit inside wherever you do it. And it's the clipping, it's the shaping that you enjoy. Well, I mean, is maybe this, this does sound really hippie, but uh, you know, you, you let it tell you kind okay. of uh, what it wants to be. So if something is super tall and straight and seems like it's 
just like straight like an arrow mm -hmm. i mean then you're not going to want to force it to be like completely bent over and everything it wants to grow straight so that's the way it's going to be but gotcha. maybe you have some that look like it fell over and it's like half dead okay well you can find those things in nature so you know let it be that way too. make it look like it's just if it's already a little ragged looking make it a little bit more ragged looking you know so that's that's kind of where your your creative your kind of art sort of comes from let's get to tales uh so that's the whole point of the podcast uh t-a-l-e-s and uh stories and things which the t um is tests is there something in your life that has tested you for the good or the bad? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, pretty much for me, uh, it's kind of finding my own voice, my own confidence. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you think you kind of know what you need to do, but you you really have no clue. I mean, it's a, it's a scary world out there, you know. Um, so for me, it was just having the confidence to say no to people, to... Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty much, like I said, finding my own voice. I mean, it's not trying to please other people. And, you know, it's like, well, what do you, what do you really want? Not what does someone expect of me, you know? Right. Is there a, a specific, like, moment that was, like, the test? Like, the moment of, wow, I got to... I this is this is it i gotta just do this or i gotta you know say no for the first time type of thing um i mean there's you know personal and then there's also um you know professional as well too but it, it kind of all comes down to you know you have to speak up that's that's what it is i mean you, right. you just you have to speak up you have to have your own opinion, have your own feelings about things and, and not be, not be afraid if someone disagrees with it or whatever, that's okay. But you know, you have to know to stand your ground. I mean, I, I feel bad for, for kids these days because I mean, they're just bombarded by social media and everything like oh, that. Absolutely. So, you know, they, they think that they, this is how I have to be, or this is how I have to look, or this is what I have to do. And it's like, no, not even close, you know? Yeah. So, so the, the the next thing a right is kind of unique and cool uh super special to us uh a is adventure right something that's an adventure adventures and paul and i have always kind of had the thing uh when things go weird go not wrong because we've always been the best of it but like we always said growing up high school through the past 27 years uh it's always an adventure uh, he even encoded that on our, our wall at our, at our house, uh, back in Florida, always an adventure. And so what is one of your adventures that, uh, <laughs> to that, journey? That, that, that I'm allowed to say out loud. Um, true. You're right. True, true, yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh gosh. Well, I would say probably the way that I met my wife, Jenny, that's, so that's always a good one. So, yeah. uh, Let's see, what's the short version of this one? Um, pretty much the two of us were at a college bar on singles night, and neither one of us were there specifically for either one of those reasons. Uh, so I was with my friend, and he wanted to go for a singles night, and we went. And so there was this weird girl called Jill the Thrill that she decided to call herself. Yep, 
keep it classy. <laughs> um, and uh, she got mad because my friend spilled his drink on her, and then that turned into a whole thing. And then she, this girl left, and then uh, we were randomly talking to some people and so is this girl and she was a, a lawyer i guess and so she's like oh you have to meet my brother and we're like what is happening and it's like okay so the brother comes over and he's like about five feet tall and apparently he's a male stripper um oh. and then the the girl was like oh well also my you have to you guys have to meet my uh my husband and we're like oh okay and this guy that comes in and he's probably got to be almost seven feet tall he looked like the highlander he had the coat and everything ponytail and apparently this guy's like some sort of like nuclear physicist or something oh, wow. crazy like that he he has his finger on the button you know right right um and yeah so we were talking with them and then this guy comes over and, and he starts talking to us, asking us if we uh, wanted to go out into the alley and do an eight ball with him. <laughs> Excellent. And yeah. we're like, okay, what is happening here? And we're like, oh, wow, thank you so much. But uh, we're going to have to say no. And uh, so he's like, well, you have to at least meet my roommate. And because she, she didn't really want to come. And we're like, okay. And so I look over and that is my future wife. Hey. My friend tried to hit on her and it didn't go anywhere. So I ended up talking with her. We closed down the bar and uh, we talked till like two or three in the morning. And uh, she thought I was gay for a very long time and then found out that I was not. And um, we have been together ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yes, always known to talk into the late nights. That's pretty much how our. our friends over the years have rolled so that's good pretty much yeah yeah i like it i like it are there lessons for the l entails are there things that is there something specific in life that you know a test is something that kind of just stretches you a little bit the lesson is what comes out at the end so is there something that in in your life that you've learned you know that really has stuck with you or that really has has altered maybe your your life yep never be afraid to make fun of yourself Ooh, I like that. So, because if you make fun of yourself, then no one else can have that power over you. You always have that for your own. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I, I actually put that into play a couple weeks ago on Father's Day. We had a fire alarm here at the uh, apartment. Um, I was in the shower, and it was you know your nightmare. I just soaked up, and the fire alarm goes off and we've never heard that before. So all of a sudden my wife was home and, and Danelle knocks on the door and says, Hey, do you hear that? We got to go. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I start trying to, you know, rinse off and everything. And, uh, lo and behold, she comes back and she's like, are you coming? I'm like, well, yeah. I said, if it's a fire, I'm in water, so I'm fine. So I, I do my thing. I grab my robe, go outside and, and, you know, we live in an apartment complex. So here's 50 other apartments and the whole building's outside in the parking lot waiting for the fire department and here I come out in my robe and 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 just my robe and so it's father's day and so everybody starts looking and you can see them kind of whispering so the whole making fun of uh, comes into play where I just go just as soon as you get in the shower of course this happens and everybody kind of laughs breaks the ice in an intense situation there was no fire a kid just pulled the alarm um, and then going back in people are still kind of whispering and like looking at me and I'm like you know what I said? I look and I said, well, happy Father's Day, everyone. Uh, or is it Mother's Day? Because, you know, hey, <laughs> they just start laughing and we go back inside. So so I definitely can relate and agree to make fun of yourself. I mean, catch it before it happens. Turn the tables on them, essentially. 
Uh, so I like that. I like it. What do, what does Paul Levan find um, entertaining? What is what is maybe a unique thing that that gets your gets your attention? <laughs> uh, there's all sorts of all sorts of things. Depends the mood of the day. And I know I'm gonna get major slack for saying this, but there's just something funny about watching videos of very small children constantly falling over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know why, but they're like little drunk people and it's just no, it's just funny to watch. I, I and Panda. <laughs> my my personal favorite is probably the the video that I'm sure every, most people have seen, but of all the kids in like the the mirrors, the 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 fun houses and they just yeah. <laughs> ram and I, I laugh sinfully too hard. Of running into the glass <laughs> wall or the mirror and the, the one that i like is there's like a kid in like one of those like those power wheel things and it's okay. this little girl and her brother's trying to outrun her and she just like runs him over <laughs> <laughs> no remorse just get out of my way i swear i'm not a bad person <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you do you do you feel bad laughing and Danelle always yells at me because well if we're bored and just need something to laugh at i'll throw on like fail army on mm -hmm. tv like on chai yeah. or something and she can't stand it because she can't watch people getting hurt and for me i'm kind of like i back up and say well they're not that hurt otherwise they wouldn't put it on here but, right um, no, one, no one lost an arm or anything yeah but she's just like i can't watch people like you know bust their head or fall on their arm or whatever and i'm like yeah some i don't know I guess uh, I guess I'm, I'm driving the bus later in life uh, for laughing at those things, but um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or just so drunks I, in general. I just enjoy drunks in general. Right, and right. The sober yeah. person and like narrating their lives. You know, I also oh, yeah. used to narrate C-SPAN. You turn the volume all the way down, and then all the politicians. You do the voices for them. So you know. Exactly. Successes, right? So tales, T-A-L-E-S, for those that need reminders of spelling. Um, because there is two tales, I guess. Uh, but what what does Paul Levan? How do you how do you define success? I kind of want to ask like the reporter question, like, I, I, <laughs> and and have you achieved it? And what what was it? Well, you're doing a great job asking those questions. <laughs> um, so basically, to answer your question, you're gonna you're gonna like this because it ties in multiple letters of your tales. Ooh, I like it. So it has to do with the tested part. So going back to the whole finding your confidence, finding your own voice, and also lessons as well too, you know, not caring what other people think, mm -hmm. uh, being able to make fun of yourself. So being able to, to be tested, figure out, you know, gosh, what do I need to know? Because I just, I don't, I don't know myself. Figuring that out, lessons, you know, having having life happen to you you know and and figuring out what's really important whether it's jobs personal life relationships whatever it is you know and the success is you know making it through all of that and knowing who you are and knowing your own voice and knowing what you're willing to do or not willing to do or who is really your friend who's not your friend who are the people you want to work for who are the people you don't want to work for you know yeah. what are the as as you get older you know what you consider to be successful or what you consider to make you happy changes and oh, absolutely. you know and so for me it's you know being able to say what i need to say 
and not being around drama, not being around uh, people that are going to keep me from doing what I want to do or be able to find my own version of happiness, you know? I mean, I have a, a loving wife who I'm absolutely happy with. I love her more than anything, you know? And we have a house. We have a life. We, I mean, I would have never pictured that, you know, 10 years ago, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't need to be famous, you know? As long as I can constantly be doing what it is that I love the way that I'm that I want to. Yeah, I, I mean, I said it in the first episode too. Um, you know, whether you've, you've watched or listened to that yet or not, but um, you know, the, uh, a nice quote that I love is the fact of uh, a dear friend of mine who's no longer with us uh, said, "Be happy where you are. If you're not happy where you are, you can never be happy. You know, don't don't be content to be there, but be happy that you're there, so so that you can always work on things." And the, and the same person also said, you know, there's three things in life that you need in order to be happy. Um, you need something to do someone to love and something to look forward to. And I feel like you kind of encompass like all of that. Like you're happy where you are, you're, you're doing your thing. And whether there's hiccups or obstacles, you're, you've overcome them or are over, trying to overcome them. You've, you, you have something to do. You, you have hobbies and you have things that you're, you're pursuing. You have someone to love and you're looking forward to things, you know, into the future of, of success and stuff like that. So so I think that's kind of cool. I, I love that that kind of ties. And I feel the more people I talk to, I'm finding more that that's true. So, and I like the fact how you kind of brought it, like it can change. There's nothing wrong with getting older and, and changing what your definition is. So I, I like that you like that. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, maybe 10 years from now I'm bored with this and I want to go be a bartender at a nightclub. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you can help, help somebody else find their future wife. Yeah, exactly. And, and you never know. I mean, you know, maybe we'll we'll end up living in Germany. Who knows, you know? Yeah, that's get a passport, you know? Yeah. Get get the free reign and see what, what the deal is. And we'll definitely come over to visit you during Oktoberfest. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, Paul, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, you know, it's going to be so hard to edit all this. If I do. I mean, I kind of have to because we're over like an hour, I think, at this point in time. Um, yeah. So... But it's always awesome talking to you, man. Um, we miss you. We'll have to figure out when we can physically see each other at some point sometime soon. But yes, I definitely appreciate your, your valuable time that you've given. Um, I wish you and Jenny the best, as always. We'll be in touch soon. Uh, everybody else, once again, paullevan.com. Check him out. Photography, questions about bonsai. If you want to start your own, send pics, send all the comments, everything to me and Paul. And uh and see, you know, let us know what you're doing. So take care of yourselves, take care of each other. We'll talk soon. Thanks guys. Mm -hmm.